I'm Amber Lowther, journalist and blogger at Fashion Avenue, which is your one-stop shop for all things fashion and beauty, and welcome to my podcast. Today, I'm chatting with the one and only Elle Ferguson. Elle was probably the first blogger I ever followed on Instagram, and to this day, I can't get enough of her posts. Known for her beachy waves and love for denim shorts, Elle is without a doubt a modern Australian fashion icon. With a heart of gold and a work ethic like no other, I had to know how she does it all, her top fashion and beauty picks, and what's on the horizon. This, my friends, is The Elle Effect. Elle Ferguson, thank you so much for coming on the Fashion Avenue podcast. Yay, thanks for having me. You're welcome. I'm so, so excited to have you on. And I say I'm excited for a lot of my guests, but I really, like, I just can't even believe that I have you on. I've been such a a follower for so many years. So thank you so much. Oh, that's so kind. Thank you. Yay. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) So I thought I'd just jump in. So what was your career like leading up to things taking off for you on social media? Um, Well, I thought I was busy then, but I'm busier now. (laughs) Um, yeah, look, I was, I always say I had my dream job because I'm always about manifesting things. And I was working for Seafolly full time as their global visual merchandiser before, mm-hmm. um, you know, it all kind of turned into me working for myself. And I was designing stores for Seafolly. I was styling their ranges. I had a big input on their photo shoots and, and I got to travel with them. So I had a pretty amazing job working for a global company. So it was it was busy, but it was amazing. So yeah. cool. And what made you start posting your outfits on Instagram? Funnily enough, I started posting my outfits because my sister said to me, you need to get on this, this thing called Instagram. And I was <laughs> like, what is this? And she was like, you know, you can like post photos of what you're wearing every day. And I kind of, you know, I've always had a flair for putting outfits together. And I guess I didn't go anywhere without, you know, always looking for my, looking my best. I kind of yeah. have always lived by the motto, um, dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Yeah. So wherever I was going, I was always, I had a little bit of a flair going on and I, funnily enough, was a Blackberry girl at the beginning, and yeah, yeah, and and my sister convinced me to get Instagram, but to get Instagram, I had to get rid of my Blackberry and get an iPhone, and that was, like, huge for me, (laughs) so, yeah, I have to say it was my sister that, that said, you know, why don't you just you know, you dress so cool every day and, you know, I get to see you and the people that work with you get to see you, but the rest of the world should kind of see it. And I was yeah. like, okay, let's give this a shot. So I <laughs> traded the BlackBerry Pearl in for an iPhone. Oh and my first Instagram name, because I didn't actually understand how it worked. Yeah. I, I went under the name... Um, Oh my goodness, I've drawn a blank. It was Black Nightingale because I wanted a Givenchy Nightingale handbag. Oh my god! So for like 24 hours, that was my name on Instagram. And my sister pulled me into gear and was like, yeah, no, no, you can't do that. What a great so, sister yeah. for getting yeah, you onto Instagram yeah. so early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So She's always ahead of the game, that one. Oh, good on her. Good on her, I say. (laughs) And so you had a blog, They All Hate Us, and it was kind of, I guess, the catapult to growing your personal brand. So why do you think it became so popular? I think the thing with They All Hate Us was it was really real. Mm -hmm. So people could resonate with it. When I look back on it now, we really stayed true to ourselves and we never sold advertising space on the blog. We only ever worked with brands that we genuinely loved or invested in ourselves. And I think right from the get-go, our audience 
realised that we were there for the love of fashion Mm -hmm. and we were doing it because we genuinely loved it. And I think that's what enabled me to grow my personal brand was that people really saw a truth in the messages that I was trying to talk about, whether it be denim shorts or a handbag. Mm -hmm. They believed in that, that it was truth you know what I mean yeah and I think there was something kind of almost like electric about they all hate us because I think for me I you know when I first started following you I was like really young and um for me it was just so exciting seeing you know waiting to see your outfits for fashion week and then when you had the shop feature and um and all of that so it was just it was kind of something that was just always evolving and I think that's what that space kind of needed at the time yeah and I think you kind of said it there you evolved with the blog yeah so you kind of you you grew with us and it, and it did kind of go from, you know, a montage of images that excited us and made us feel alive to us posting photographs of ourselves. And yeah. then that then turned into the shop feature that allowed you to buy the outfits that we were wearing. And when this was all happening, it was actually before Instagram. So the wow. blog was what you needed, you know, yeah. to kind of communicate to your audience. It was the blog, and and I think that's what was so exciting about people. It's also having something Australian grown. Mm-hmm. You've got to think back to when blogging started. There were very few Australian blogs that had a global audience and yeah. were talking to you know global trends and things like that. So we were ahead of the game with you know like creating that Australian kind of style. Yeah, totally. I 100% agree with that. And it was funny, I kind of started my blog when I was really young and it was great yeah. kind of when it all started because it wasn't really a thing in Australia. And No, it was, it was a just, dirty word. I know. It was a dirty word. It was. And it was so funny, like, you know, before Instagram, I think Instagram started in maybe 2012 or when it got big over here. But yeah. just before that, having a blog, it was just like, wow, like I'm putting something out to the world. It's really cool. Yeah. I know, and I think that's what kind of, it took down a lot of, like, barriers to people. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like you saying that you started it really young. Like, the fact Mm. of the matter was you could start it without any overhead. Totally. Without anybody telling you this is how you had to do it. Yeah. That was what was so amazing. When we started, um, they all hate us. Was it was it was it was us who made the decisions. There was nobody yeah. else. And yeah. I think people that are starting blogs now, which I always encourage in businesses, they're they're almost pitching themselves against blogs or brands that have been around, you know, for ten or twelve years. And yeah. the thing is, is we we really grew that brand, and from that sprung, you know, in me as an individual and things like that. Yeah, totally. And so I guess what was the pivotal moment for you when you saw social media turning into a solid career prospect for you? Um, look, I think two things. Financially, I, I've always been really financially sound in the sense that I've saved and, mm-hmm. you know, I live a debt-free life. I don't have a credit card. I pay my bills. And right. so when I realized that I had saved enough money for me to be able to resign from my full-time dream job and then be able to, you know, pay for my life and, and my rent and, and my car mm-hmm. with the jobs that I was getting through social media or the, the blog platform, I kind of said, you know what, I, I can do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if I do allow myself to give up my nine to five, then what other opportunities could come my way? So in one sense, it was a leap of faith because it was the unknown. Not many people were doing it. It it, it, it really wasn't what it is now back yeah. then. But I also think I saw the opportunity and I saw the success that we were having. And it was to 
stay a leader, I had to take the leap of faith. So, yeah, yeah, but I did very much make sure that I was leaving and I could afford my lifestyle. And I try to say that to girls now and guys as well. You know, you can't just say overnight, oh, I want to be an influencer. You actually need to make sure that you can, you know, pay your bills. Oh, totally. And I think it's kind of like that dream. Everyone kind of wants to work for themselves or leave their full-time job to do their own thing. And you really have to think hard about it and be smart. You know, you can't just think about it one day and then just do it the next. No, and I also think my skill set, I mean, I'd work, for three amazing companies. I'd worked for One Teaspoon, mm-hmm. General Pants and Sea Folly. And I do believe that my skill set had hit a point where I I have I had my own resources. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I I knew I knew enough to be able to say to myself, you know what, I can I can give this a real shot. Like I, I've worked for amazing companies, I've gained knowledge, I've learned things, I've met people, I've listened, mm-hmm. um, and, and my time is now. Probably the best decision you made. <laughs> Every now and again I go, hmm, maybe it would be easier working for the man again. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I can only imagine. And speaking of, you are so busy, you're such a busy woman, you're constantly mm, yeah. traveling and balancing your business. How do you manage yeah. to do it all? Um, you know what? The best is not to think about it. No. <laughs> I I think look, the realistically is a lot of hard work. Yeah. And there's also I think a lot of people don't talk about it, but there's a lot of sacrifice that mm-hmm. comes with it. You know, um, I don't think I've taken an inverted commas holiday since I started working for myself because every time I go away, it's either for work or, you know, there's an opportunity to do something for work. So I think there's a lot of sacrifice that goes into, you know, working for yourself and and making it work. You know, I, um, I just like walked through my house then and there's, you know, there's boxes of stock taking up the spare bedroom. There's the kitchen I remodeled so that it could hold stock. Wow. So it's like, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of sacrifice. But then I also think I'm extremely blessed. So I make it work for myself and yeah. I'm lucky to have a great network around me that support what I do. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and I, I got to a point that people understand that this is my job. So, you know, if we are at the beach and I'm, you know, sitting there taking photos and swiping up and doing links and stuff, mm-hmm. that is the fact is that's my job. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's actually not just taking a photo. There's a whole lot that goes behind it. So Mm -hmm. I think when the people in your life realize that it's an actual real job and support you, it makes it work, you know? And the other thing is just writing lists. I've got so many lists going mm-hmm. on that I have to tick off so yeah. that, there's, there's one staring at me on the kitchen bed at the moment <laughs> <laughs> keeps you sane I guess yeah yeah it's um it's so kind of interesting I guess from an outsider's perspective kind of looking at your social media and looking at everything you're doing you know you're flying here and there and you're going you know yeah. um internationally and then you're you're at home for a while and then you're going to events and doing all of this and you're so active on Instagram especially your stories I'm just like oh my yeah. god she just like I don't know. It's just amazing to see how much you do and you juggle. You're always posting, which I think is so important for, you know, a following like yours to actually have follow someone that's active like you. Yeah. I mean, I think it, I think the thing is, is when it becomes a chore, it, it, it's not nice. And for me, it's not a chore. I really enjoy it. You know what I mean? I, I really enjoy being active with my community Mm -hmm. and I like having them as part of that journey. Again, back to when they all hate us started, that's, 
what we took people along for that ride and I think that's what I'm doing now and with that said I'm I'm really lucky that you know every now and again I kind of do just go you know what I'm not up for it today I'm not going to do it you know I'm not going to I don't need to share this I need to just take a moment where I can take the dog for a walk and kind of you know not not show it but then I think what's so amazing is is that you don't realize the power that you have also to inspire and help people you know Yesterday, I did the Bondi to Bronte and there was an artwork up on the promenade about um, the the colonoscopy and I'm going to say this wrong and I feel so bad, the Ostomy Association of Australia. Okay. And I walked past it and, and it's something that rings home to me. I took a photo, I tagged them and, you know, I had so many people reach out to me and say, like, I'm so glad you support this. I'm so glad you put up, put this up. You know, yeah. I'm faced with these challenges in my life and to have somebody like yourself just, you know, take a photo and show the awareness like means a lot to me. So I think sometimes, you know, you putting that story up can help somebody and I think that's a really totally. nice thing. And, and even, you know, everybody is having a tough time and sometimes just seeing, you know, I see people I follow get up and do it and manage their busy days. Yeah. It kind of like makes me think, you know what, if you can do it, I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah, and totally. I think that's really nice. Yeah, it is. And I think kind of what sets you apart from a lot of other kind of influencers out there and bloggers is that you you interact a lot with your following and it's not just you yeah. post a photo and you just put it out there and then just go work on the next thing to post. It's like you're always yeah. interacting and you're always, you know, sharing people on your Instagram stories. You've even shared me a few times and, yeah, you know, yay. it's just, yay. <laughs> and it's just like little things like that, that I guess I noticed and I'm like, wow, that's that's actually really amazing because a lot of people don't do that or a lot of people don't interact. And I just think that's really lovely yeah. that, you know, on the other side of the phone there, there's another person. And I think, you you know, you totally. realize that. Yeah. And we're all the same. Like I think totally. the thing, yeah, the thing that I've noticed through this whole journey is, is that we're all the same. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We actually all are and we're all, you know, fighting the fight for, especially with women in business and, and just you know, equality and, and just we're all in it for, we're all going through the same challenges, we're all doing the mm-hmm. same things and, you know, if somebody else can lift somebody else up to make them feel better, well, like, why would you not do that? And yeah. I I think once you get past, like, the fear of, their, of this space being a competition, it's actually an amazing place to be. It is. So we can yeah. all help each other. And I think I learned that a few years ago when I was spending, when I started to spend quite a lot of time over in um, L.A. Mm-hmm. And I noticed how the influencers and the girls would interact with each other and really support each other and mm-hmm. really be there for each other. And, you know, if somebody was launching a product, then the other one would help them and then yeah. vice versa. And I kind of remember coming home from one of the trips and it was probably like three years ago. They said to myself, that's what I want to do. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I want to help and I want to support and lift other people up because we're all trying, we you know, and, yeah. and and like there's enough of the – I always say to somebody, there's enough of the pie for everybody. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> That's super cute. I love that. I know that you love the quote, have courage and be kind. Yes, always, mm-hmm. always, yeah. always. And I yeah. love that movie, like Cinderella. Little, 
I know. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to be honest. I literally watched it four days ago whilst I was doing my emails. <laughs> and I just was like, it just makes you feel good. It does. And it's so true. It, it does. Like, kindness is a really, it's underrated. You know, it is, yeah. little gestures like that. Yeah. It's yeah. a great movie. It we is. all love that blue dress. <laughs> I know. Oh, I want, I want it for myself. <laughs> I know. So what advice would you give to someone who may want to go down a similar path to you? So I always say just do it. Yep. Go for it. Like yep. what is number one, what is holding you back? Yep. I think the other great thing with the social media and, you know, creating a blog or a website or something is that you can actually do it as your side hustle. You yeah. know what I mean? You don't have to, you really probably don't have to change many things in your lifestyle that would enable you to set up the page or yeah. set up the website and, and kind of pedal that on the side. And, you know, one of the great things about the L effect was I was working on that a good 18 months before I announced it to the media wow. or to my community and nobody knew what I was doing. And yeah. I just was peddling it on the side every night. I'd finish my, my Dale Hados work or my L Ferguson work. And then I would be like, okay, it's now time for L effect. Yeah. So my advice would be that there's something quite amazing with um, achieving your goals quietly and achieving success quietly yeah. so that you can be doing it and, and not have to give everything else up. Yeah. And I also think right now everybody is kind of like racing towards the finish line and, and wants to create something. But there's something so kind of amazing in creating something that will last a long time mm. and doing it the best way possible. And it might take a little bit more time, but it's going to last longer. Totally. So my advice would be to do your research. You know what I mean? Don't yeah. just do it because everybody else is doing it. Make sure it's, you know, it's something that you're passionate about. Yeah. Especially now, because there is so much noise and there is so much going on, people see through it when it's not real. You oh, know? totally. You, you, you would know. You know, you mm. just do. Like, it's really... Even, you know, brands that you align yourself with and stuff, when it's not real, people can tell. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's so funny how, I guess, social media and kind of, you know, doing brand sponsorships and stuff, it can just seem, you know, you look at it and you're like, okay, that doesn't seem real to me. And it's just so funny that we have that kind of intuition almost with people that we follow. Yeah, I mean, it's quite good. Like, there's, I mean, there's great opportunities in working with, you know, brands that you haven't worked with before, but Mm -hmm. you just need to make sure that they, um, you know, they're part of they're part of you. It's not yeah. something completely, completely, really, really, really far fetched. Yeah, totally. And what do you love about social media? What do I love? I love the fact that you literally can connect with people you've never met before. Mm-hmm. I was having this conversation with somebody the other day and I was like, could you remember when we used to have to send letters? Like you would like <laughs> send a letter overseas yes. to somebody, you know, and yep. it was like two weeks before you probably got a reply. Yeah. Where now you have the ability to, you know, interact with these people that you've never met and, and chat to them like through this platform, which yeah. is so amazing. And, you know, even with, you know, what happened in New Zealand the other week, which was absolutely horrendous, mm. but to have a platform that we could share what was going on there was yeah. actually quite amazing. So I have to say, I choose to look at the positives of social media because it, it's bringing us together. It's uniting us. Oh, obviously, yeah. This It's so great, I guess, kind of looking at it from the positive angle because there yeah. is so much positivity on that platform. And I think a lot of the time you need to find it as well. You know, it's not, totally. it's it's not what always you're, in front of you. No, and it's what you're looking for. I mean, 
there's so much in the social media space that I don't even know what's going on about. Like I never went into the slime world, yeah. but there was like a whole world of slime on there. And then there's a whole world of cooking, yeah. a whole world, you know, so yeah. it is what your niche is. Yeah. But I find, I find the space that I'm in, you know, really positive. And I think the great thing is, is that it connects you, you know, yeah, like yeah. that's what's so cool. Like, I chat to people, I've got like relationships with people on social media that I've never met before, but like I have <laughs> yeah. daily conversations with these people. So cool. And it's like, yeah, but it, it is cool because you would never have met them. And, yeah. you know, from a, fashion, from a fashion perspective, I've had so many, you know, really young brands reach out and then, you know, I've worn something and then it's, their business is just like blown up yeah. and now, now they're, you know, stopped overseas and it's so amazing to be able to have that kind of power to help. Yeah, it must be so fulfilling for you as well being able to do that, especially for smaller brands who might be struggling or, you know, trying to get out there and Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just I mean, it's the same with me with Elephant, you know, like it that that you know, we're a year old mm. and it was great, you know, to be able to launch something in a space where I didn't have to pay for advertising. Yeah. You know, so that's amazing. Yeah, so, totally. yeah. And um, what are the downsides, I guess, of social media and how do you think it's shaping the views of younger generations? I'm slightly scared for the younger generations. Mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time, um, you know, speaking at, you know, women, women empowering each other conventions or women in business or even just, you know, at high schools and things like that yeah. about my journey. But I, I was talking to a counsellor at a high school the other day about social media and he just said how scary it is because it's the place where, I mean, I, we all had magazines when we were growing yeah, up and I guess yeah. they were the people that we would pin ourselves against, the models in the glossy magazine. Yeah. But for some reason it felt, it did feel really far away, the magazine, yeah. when now the social media seems so real. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. there's a lot of young girls that are pinning themselves up against what they see on social media, but they don't realize it's just the same as a photo in a magazine. You know what I mean? Yeah, that isn't absolutely. real life. You know, yeah. you say that I put a lot up on my stories, but that's still filtered. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you don't see me, you know, taking the rubbish down to the bin because <laughs> but you know what I mean? it's still yeah. an edited version of my life. Yeah. And I think what's scary is, is that a lot of young girls, I think, believe that that is real life and it's so mm. important that we educate them that it's not, you know? And yeah. I think you need to use it as a – like we need to teach the youth that it is, it is, it's a great tool, you know, it's a mm-hmm. support system, but it's not real. So it's, it's, not. it's a glorified version of ourselves. It is, and it's so – I guess it's so hard when you're – I guess when you're, you know, like 14, 15 and – you're yeah. kind of experimenting with different things and, you know, you want to be like cool like your friends or whatever yeah. it is and you kind of, I guess, look up to these people and you, you start thinking, why isn't my life like that? And it's like you just need to live your life and not worry about everyone else and no. just find yourself. And I, totally, but I think it applies to all of us at any yeah. age. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. I do think, but then I try to flip it on the other side and go, you know, okay, that person runs their own business and they're, they're stocked in so many stores and this is amazing. But I, I add that to fuel to my fire. Do mm. you know what I mean? And I'm yeah. like, I'm going to try even harder. I think the thing is, is that you've got to like, I think the health space on social media is amazing with yes. so many people working out because I think it's getting a lot of people up and up at it. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think yeah. that's great. The food thing, but it's just kind of, yeah, just, it's, it's just educating and, and letting people know, you know, that that this isn't necessarily 
you know, you've got to take up with a grain of salt. Yeah, there definitely should be some sort of like workshop or something, I guess, teaching young girls or, you know, young guys on the effects of social yeah. media. Maybe I should do that. <laughs> totally. I think there is. Like, I think there is, but I definitely think there needs to be like more of it. And especially yeah. I go talk to these girls and they always seem to say to me afterwards, oh my gosh, I didn't realize you would be so nice. And wow. I'm like, but why? And they're yeah. like, yeah, but you know, like you're on there and you've got X amount of followers and you're doing all this cool stuff. And I'm like, mm-hmm. but why wouldn't I be nice? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's even that stigma of kind of breaking down that you can't be nice if you're if you look like that you know what I mean yeah yeah I think it's um I just think we've got to keep keep educating you know and I Mm. I just think I think the bullying I think we've come a really long way with bullying oh totally on on Instagram on social media I think that you know we've seen a lot of change in that in the last few years and I I guess we're just we're moving towards you know the next chapter of how you know, we can change it and make it a lot better than it is. Exactly. And there's nothing worse than being bullied, especially, you know, being humiliated on social media. No one wants that. And even the people that do it, you know, surely you can't feel good doing that. So it's really great that we're starting to have a conversation about it all and make a change. That's why we like to block and delete. I literally block and delete everybody. If anybody ever (laughs) says anything bad, it's like, I'm so sorry, your time is over. Oh, yeah. Your time is up. (laughs) You are the weakest link. (laughs) Totally. Totally. I'm the same. I'm just like, no, no way. Don't have time for it. You just don't need it. No. It doesn't need to be there. No, not at all. So I wanted to chat to you about all of the amazing brands you work with and I guess your kind of day-to-day life. So you've worked with brands like GHD and Pandora, YSL, Revolve, the list goes on. Um, Mm -hmm. But what makes a perfect partnership for you and how do you navigate that for your personal brand? Um, I think I'm really lucky that the brands that I've worked with are all being a part of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I always make sure that when I kind of start a partnership that we both, we gel really well and we understand kind of each other, you know what I mean? And yeah. I'm really fortunate that the brands that I do work with, they've watched, a lot of them have watched my journey, you know what I mean? And yeah. understand who I am and what I'm about and that's why they kind of you know bring me on board so they I just think I'm, I'm very fortunate that the partnerships that I have I've nurtured I've, they're people they're brands that I've worked with and just grown relationships with mm-hmm. and you meet I always make him we always make my manager and I always make a really big deal about meeting the brand chatting to the brand yeah and, you know I never put anything up that doesn't sit right with me and if you notice my photos are always taken in my style kind of thing, you know what I mean? So the brands Mm -hmm. that I work with, you know, they always, they allow me to do that. And I think, you know, that's a really big part of the partnership because I understand that that's what my audience likes, you know what I mean? So me putting something up that doesn't look like my audience would like, then I wouldn't do it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm really lucky with with my partnerships and even with new ones, they, um, it's always something that is honed in on what's essentially me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Even new brands like Jewel. I worked with um, APM Monaco last year, which is a global jewellery brand. Mm-hmm. And I had never heard of them, but they were amazing. And we really like gelled together and Great. we did some amazing content. And it was really cool because I had never heard of them. And then I fell in love with them and I fell in love with the brand. And Lovely. That was a really amazing partnership. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's so important to stay true to yourself and your content. And everyone's different yeah. and everyone does things differently. And 
what you said yeah. about meeting people, you know, in the, in the brands face to face, it's so important to have that face time because, you know, an email doesn't really cut it. You know, it's really great to just no. meet people, get to know them. And, you know, it's always so nice to just, yeah, have that face time and learn more about them and the brand. Yeah. And, yeah, that's really and great. I think the brands, I think the brands now realize that, you know, the girls and the guys that are doing this for full-time jobs are doing it for a reason because they're good at what they do. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And the brands that actually respect the talent and the talent yeah. voice, I think you get a better result at the end of the day yeah. because you both work together to get that that end result, which is the magic, you know? Totally, and yeah. something I, I said when I started this whole thing, I, do, I don't drink. I very rarely drink. And mm-hmm. I said right back at the beginning, I would never work with an alcohol um, partner because it just isn't me. Yeah. I don't drink. That's just not what I do. And yeah. and throughout my journey, I've, I've had some amazing offers from a, some amazing um you know, alcohol brands, but it it just isn't right for me. So I have said no, but earlier this year, I actually met with the bird in hand in Adelaide, the winery. And I straight off the back said, you know, like, no, I'm no to alcohol. But then they actually, I met with them, had a face-to-face, sat down and they actually explained to me how involved they are in the arts and how they support a lot within the arts and growing young artists and mm-hmm. then also the charity work that they do. Mm-hmm. And I was really interested in that aspect yeah, of right. that category. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, I went and met and had a meal at the, the winery and it was so amazing to be able to chat to a brand about possibly working with them, but working with them in a different space than just alcohol. So, yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's, it's all very, it, it has to be true to who I am. And I love that because, you know, I think it can be so clear as we spoke about earlier when someone, you can just tell someone's just, I yeah. guess, getting money thrown at them and they're like, yep, cool. You know, and I think it's yeah. it's really great, especially that it's great that you're in that position that you can pick and choose, but it's even better that you're able to be authentically you and stay true to your content. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it, it is. I mean, like you said, it, it, I'm privileged to be able to say no, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Things that aren't right for me. But I think that's also part of my success is that I said no right from the get-go to things that just didn't feel right for me. Yeah, and that's that's great. Like, that's so nice to see. And as a follower, like, I know that I appreciate that and, you know, seeing that content and knowing, yeah, that's L. That's her. <laughs> that's L. That's the L effect. <laughs> so you've done some amazing things in your career. I'm just always so excited to see what you're doing next. It's all so amazing. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> I bet. Like, you've gone to Kim Kardashian house and you've attended yeah. Victoria's Secret Fashion Show. What's been your yeah. biggest milestone to date, do you think? Oh, goodness. <laughs> um, professionally, I would have to say, oh, God, this is like choosing your like, favourite person. <laughs> um, do you know what? The, the, uh, <laughs> you really got me on this one. Um, I'm sorry. No, because there's been so many amazing, like you said, there's actually been so many amazing opportunities and milestones. Yeah. You know, getting on the cover of Cosmopolitan Australia oh, yeah. was, a, was a really, really big one. Mm-hmm. Um, that was huge because it just, I'd grown up with Cosmo. Cosmo had been such a big part of my life. Mm -hmm. And to be able to get a cover without an advertiser behind me was really huge. It was just off my own back. And then to win Cosmo's 
um, fun feel is Women of the Year. Sorry, they yes. changed the name. It turned into Women of the Year meant a real lot to me because I was nominated in the Women of the Year category for Blogger back to about, nearly about 10 years ago and my mum mm-hmm. came to the awards ceremony with me and yep. I really, really thought I was going to win. I did not win and I remember sitting there with my mum and it was great. But then to be there 10 years later with my sister mm-hmm. and be nominated and win was really big. Oh, you know, yeah. and I've got that award and it stares at me every day and <laughs> it just, it, it, it's a big thing. And so many people got behind me when that Cosmo cover came out yeah. and my community bought it and took photos and I reposted. And it just was a real moment where yeah. I kind of was like, wow, that's that little girl from the coast is on the cover <laughs> of the the cover of Cosmo, not just because of what she looks like, but also for the brand that she's created. Yeah. Was really cool. So well yeah. deserved, honestly. Thank so you. well deserved. It was amazing seeing that. I was like, go Elle. <laughs> <laughs> feel any better we've got a life-size framed version of it in the spare room <laughs> oh <laughs> so my god past it daily and i'm like there she is <laughs> that's me in a cardboard cutout <laughs> so good that's a milestone for sure <laughs> yeah, it was a good one <laughs> so you're known for your beachy waves and loving your mm-hmm. denim shorts i know you have a massive yes. collection so yeah what's your go-to outfit denim shorts <laughs> Um, my go-to outfit would be denim shorts, mm-hmm. a white t-shirt, mm-hmm. and if I'm allowed to be barefoot, I'd be barefoot. But if I can't, yep. just a kick-ass pair of heels and a great handbag. Yeah, I just don't think you can. Um, I don't think you can ever fail that outfit. It it can never goes out of fashion, and it always yep. works. Yeah, totally. I I really agree. It always looks so good, and when you have a fresh tan on as well, you're feeling yourself. Uh, it all just goes, doesn't it? You really <laughs> get, you really are killing it. Yes. And what designers <laughs> are you loving right now? Um, I always love Baby Anything, my sister's yes. jewellery label. Perfect. She is incredible, and mm-hmm. I'm continually buying things from her with my media discount, which is going to kill me the same. But I went in last week and bought a whole lot of pieces for an LFX shoot. So I always Baby Anything. I Lovely. love Loewe because I just um, – the pieces are just beautiful. I've got a couple of handbags, a couple of shirts, and mm-hmm. I've got like a shopping cart sitting there with too many items that I can't afford in it. Um <laughs> Isabel Morant, I just, I, she just does that cool chick. French boho vibes yeah. so well. So You've I, always she, been a fan of her. Yeah, she just, I, I always, it's funny because we always say, my sister always says she's a Chloe girl and I always say I'm an Isabel Marat girl. <laughs> and I can, without fail, can go into that store and just shop and just yeah. get them. And they last, the pieces just last. Like I wore, a, I actually wore a whole outfit on Sunday and I was like, I'm in it all again, but it just, you never look like you're trying too hard. Yeah. It just, she just has that. And I really do think I'm a hippie at heart. So she kind mm-hmm. of ticks that box. But um, locally, I love Basic. Their cotton yep. are just beautiful. And I love traveling with pieces from Basic because people can never work out where they're from or what it is. Yeah, and they're just true. like, what is that awesome jacket? Yeah. And I'm like, it's Basic. You know what I mean? So I, I just, I really, I, I don't think they ever go out of fashion Basic. And then Levi's, just because oh, yeah. a blue jean mm-hmm. is forever. And then, you know, I um. I actually love high low. Like I posted a photo today and it was all Zara. And mm-hmm. so people keep saying to me, What is that jacket? What is that dress? And I'm like, it's literally under two hundred dollars at so Zara. So good. So yeah, so I think, you know, like I, I often, you know, go high end with the Isabel Marat, but mm-hmm. 
majority of the time that Isabel Morant's probably worn back with something from Zara. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or something yeah. vintage. I do think vintage, I am a huge vintage fan. I've yes. got so much vintage and I think that is very true to who I am and I never goes out of fashion and I've always got some sort of wacky something I've bought along one of my travels that I pull out three years later and I'm like, yeah. where's that suede tasseled vest that I need right now? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm a bit, I, I, I feel like those brands are the brands that I always stay true to, but I love trying new brands. You know yeah, what I mean? I'm definitely. so lucky that a lot of um, little newbies kind of, you know, reach out and they get to wear their stuff, which is amazing. Yeah, so cool. It's always so fun when a new brand pops up and you're like, oh, this is fun. I know. I and like then you're like, this. how did I live without you? Yeah. You're like, how did I ever live without this? It's I like, know. I constantly say it to Joel and Joel, I'll be like, look at these blue velvet heels I don't know how I lived with that and he's like are you serious are you being serious right now and I'm like yeah it's so good though yeah I know it brings you it makes you alive that's what I, I would say oh, I, about to laugh. I agree I couldn't agree more and what pieces would you recommend for any wardrobe so I realized the more time I spend with my sister, she has no plain colors. Everything right. is a print that yep. my sister owns. And that has led me to look at other women out in the world. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, is you need classic. Yeah. You need things that you can wear that people don't remember you wearing. Yeah. For example, like a black blazer, like a really good fitting black blazer. And I hate to say it, my favorite one, I've got two favorites, a Zara one and a basic one. And so you can go, you can go, you know, for like $100 or you can go to like $600, you know, like don't look at the label, look at the fit. Yes. Because the fit needs to be you. So a black blazer, 100%. A white shirt, a mm-hmm. crisp white shirt, I think every woman needs. Then just like basics as in a grey T-shirt, a white T-shirt, a black T-shirt mm-hmm. because you can wear them numerous times and yeah. people don't really remember but just remember you looked sharp. Yeah. Um, a good pair of jeans that fit you and I always say don't look at the size on the back of it. Just okay. Eliminate what size they are in your head mm-hmm. and just try yeah. You know what I mean? Because the thing is, is you can be like a size eight in one brand and you can be a, it's a size 12 in another. And yes. it shouldn't, it just shouldn't mess with your head. And I think it messes with too many women's head what yeah. size is on the back of the garment when it shouldn't. Yeah. Um, so a good pair of jeans, a great pair of just like a ballet flat, but not, you know, like just a, mm-hmm. like a, a shoe, a flat. So yeah. whether it's a sandal flat or a ballet shoe flat or a slide, just a just a flat that you can wear that's smart. Um, yeah. That's what I would say. Perfect. That's your outfit. And you can mix and match. You can wear your jeans five days a week and nobody knows. Oh, You're yeah. Top. Yeah, you I love I mean? a pair of jeans. I know. It's so like, it, and don't you find it funny when you like love a pair and then another pair turn up and then you forget about that pair that you loved I know. before? Yes. And then you're obsessed with the new pair and then like six months later you come back to the other pair and you're like, you are the best. I know. It's like, where have you been? I know. Or you find them or they fit yeah. you again. That's yeah. another great thing. And they <laughs> when they fit you again and you're like, yeah. So good. It's the little wins, isn't it? It really is. It's, it's the little wins in life that really get you through. <laughs> it is. So I want to talk about your gorgeous hair. How do you get your amazing waves? Well, well, I'd like to say I just roll out of bed like that. But um, a curling wand. So I use a GHD tong and I've been using the GHD 
my goodness, just probably over a year now. Okay. And I, I look, there's a little method to the madness, but I have always, I always used to read the articles back in the day in Cosmo on how to get Victoria's Secret's hair. Oh, okay. And, and then I remember pulling out like Ken, Ken Parves. Parvis, P. He was Jessica Simpson and Victoria Beckham's hairdresser back oh, in the day. Right. And he wrote an article on how to get Jessica Simpson's curls. And I remember reading them, and it was always, you know, like tongue your hair, tongue away from the face. So you always, the curl goes away from the face, not into the face. Yeah. Then change your direction. And I think over time, I've kind of just like created my own style of, you know, my beachy kind of undone waves. But what mm. I love about the GHD is, is, Previously, I had I used to use a different curling one, but it never heated up as hot as the GHD or as oh, quick as right. the GHD. Yeah. And I think the thing with the – I mean, I always had a GHD straightener, but the tong just heats up so quick and you can just tong at 100 yeah. miles an hour. And it's just like <laughs> you can go one way or you can go the other way. So, I, yeah, so the, the answer is a GHD curling one mm. and some good hairspray. Oh, yeah, you need the hairspray. Yeah, and always brush your curls out. Yes, always brush your curls yes, out. that is the biggest thing. I feel thing. like chasing women down the street when I see them without <laughs> their curls brushed out. I'm, I'm like, the I same. Running behind them. I know. The and they, they're like They're like one brush away from Victoria's Secret. Oh, I know. If only they knew. I know. I need to put something as a public service announcement up on Instagram. I think you Rush. should. I'll be the first one to Rush. like it. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your everyday makeup look? My everyday makeup look doesn't really change much from my evening look. I just, um, look, I love a good kind of dewy foundation. Mm-hmm. I've been trialing a whole lot. The amazing thing with um, NECA is they send out like boxes of products for you to try and also a lot of, you know, the other brands like Giorgio Armani and Clinique yeah. and things like that and um, the Prairie and that have been sending samples and I'm loving trying a different foundation every week and I shoot on a Friday, every Friday with my photographer that does a lot of my content yeah. on Instagram and every Friday I ask her what she thinks of my skin. So it's been a really good trial. To oh, see that's which great. Yeah, because some days she'll be like, no, that's cake. And she's very honest. <laughs> and she'll be like, better. that's cakey. No, that's creasing. Yeah. So I love a good dewy foundation. Um, I always start with the base of the L effect on my face, which yeah. I do like twice a week to give me that like that that base glow. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I've got a bit of a color in my face. And mm-hmm. I love a rosy cheek. I think blush, Max May, my great friend, always says that blush is the un- unsung hero of the makeup Ooh. world. And blush just brings you to life. So I've always yeah. got blush on. I've always got some white eyeliner okay. on in my waterline, which kind of opens my eyes up. And yeah. then mascara, my brows, just really simple. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I just like a simple, I've been trying to experiment with a lip liner. But okay. some days I don't yeah. know if I'm a little more like 90s than I <laughs> probably where I want to be. But um, I just love makeup. Oh, so it's so some fun. days you can see me and they look slightly a little crazy. And other days I'm like, yeah, I'm killing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun though, just having a play and getting oh, excited so over new fun. products. It's so 
very fun. It's, um, you can get a little carried away. Some days Joel will be like, well, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. And then, like, I think he checks Instagram. I've done, like, 45 stories of what I, what I was doing. <laughs> oh, my God. I love when you do, like, your stories and you're kind of doing your unboxings and then you try, like, the lip products. I knew you were trying, like, a Dior yeah. one the other day. And I was like, oh, that yeah, looks that great. Yeah, good, that one. That <laughs> one was really good. I love the beauty girls, though. Like, I have so much respect yeah. for the girls that can sit in front of their um, their cameras and and talk the whole thing out and do the whole um, get ready with me yeah. look. So I think that I think they're so I'm like they're they're mesmerizing. They like, are sit there and um, and watch that. I would like to say that I'm working on my abilities to do that <laughs> yes. because I would love to um I'd love to do a hair tutorial oh and a gosh. makeup one. I would love yeah, to watch that. List. It's yes. on the list. I just need to work out where apparently my good lighting is in my house. Oh, yeah, the natural find... lighting, yes. Yeah, I need to find out where that actually is. <laughs> amongst all the stock. <laughs> yes, amongst the clothes. There's apparently some good lighting in here somewhere. Oh, my gosh, I would be so excited for that. Please do it. I, I need know, to figure out good, that lighting. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm going to stay tuned for that. So, there you go. Yes, stay tuned, everybody. <laughs> and are there any products that you can't live without whether that's traveling well, besides the elephant yeah i travel with the elephant i can't i i've got like 10 erexia or something because i can't not be self-tanned so <laughs> the elephant is with me at all times yeah. i can't live without my curling wand because yeah. i i travel with two in case one breaks oh so smart yeah I'm that person. And then what else can't I live without? I can't live without in the beauty world. I always think if I was like on a desert island, what would it be? And I have to say it's probably going to be a good old Lucas Pawpaw cream. Oh, perfect. It's multifunctional. Oh, yeah. Multifunctional. Yeah. And if you're on a, on a deserted island and, you know, your skin's a bit dry or, you know. Yeah, you, you, you can go you anywhere. It's a great highlighter, lip balm. Yeah. I'm sure you could put it in your hair. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure you could smooth out your brows with it too. Just keep, exactly. keep the flyways at bay. See? See? So it's a good old Lucas yeah. staple. What a staple. Yeah. That is an absolute staple. It is a staple, isn't it? Yeah. Some people really don't like it. There's a whole group of people that reckon it dries your lips out. Oh. And I'm on the other side where I'm like, no, 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 just keep putting it on. Keep You're using it, it wrong. Yeah, totally. Their factory was, when I was growing up, their factory was like the next suburb away. And it was like, oh, really? just the most, yeah, it was just the best. Was it amazing? Did you ever visit? No, but I, I would like drive past and be like, oh my God, that's where they make it. And yeah, it was just I so excited. Like when I drove past the tea trail one in oh. Ballina, I was like, that's with the tea trail. So cool. <laughs> it's just so funny when you drive past like those places, like even just like, yeah. you know, like, I don't know, like the big banana or something. And cops oh, yeah. like, oh my you have god! A you have a moment. We all have that moment. I, people, I never stopped. Still to this day, we never stopped. We always drove past it. And yeah, the kids at school that would stop and come back with like merchandise from the yes. big bananas. I remember my sister and I used to be like, "Can we just?" Stop once. <laughs> yeah. We never. We made all the way to Byron and we stopped no. at the big banana. Oh <laughs> gosh. It was a treat. It's closed. Yeah. Yeah, it's closed, hasn't it? Is it closed? I think I mean, if, if the people that run the Big Banana are listening to this podcast, can you please let us know <laughs> please. if it's open or closed? I need to know. <laughs> totally. It's like kind of like when you 
drive past or you need to say something. I read this thing on, I think it was Facebook, and it was like, you're like a serial killer if you drive past cows and you don't say cows. Oh, God. Really? <laughs> yeah, you need to be like, oh, no, cows. I'm going to like think of that now. <laughs> no, I'm going to think of that. That's yeah, crazy. and you drive past horses and you're like, oh, horses. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, apparently. Oh, I'm probably in the car like writing lists of stuff yeah. that I need to get you're done. Busy. I ain't saying cow. I'm like, order that. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're way too busy. That's totally fine. Surely yeah, that's, that's fine. Ca- I need to start saying cow and horses. <laughs> <laughs> Prove yourself that you're not a serial killer. I know. That's freaky. <laughs> so... I want to chat about the L effect. So just incredible. You have your own tanning brand, obviously, for the people that are listening and might not know. So it is called L effect. Why did you decide to create tan? The L effect tan is the first product under the L effect brand that Mm -hmm. I created. And the reason I started with tan as my first product was because when you say L Ferguson, there's probably five things that come to mind. And one of those five things was tan. And I've always been a self tanner. I'm, I'm, I'm really passionate about sun protection. Um, I've always worn sunscreen when I go out. I don't tan at the beach naturally. Mm -hmm. I've always worn a self-tanner and worked with some amazing other self-tanning brands, but I always found something wrong with tan. I could never get it right. There was always, there was always like one factor, whether it would be like the color was good, but it faded or Mm -hmm. it, you know, it smelled really bad, but it didn't fade. You know what I mean? There was always something that wasn't right. So when I decided that I wanted to launch with a product, the tan was at the top of my list because it was something that I use every single week. Like I'm, I'm a weekly tanner. I have been since, oh my goodness, I was allowed to use fake tan. And Mm -hmm. I knew that it was so me that it had to be that first product. And I worked really hard to get that to be my first product, but it to be the best possible version of that product that I could create. Yeah. So that's why we started um, with the tan. And a lot of people thought it was going to be clothes or mm-hmm. um, just fashion because that's, you know, where probably a lot of my time had been spent professionally yeah. over the last, you know, 10, 12 years. But mm-hmm. the tan was, it, it, it just felt so right to start with that. And I also liked the fact that the tan was for everybody. You know what yeah. I mean? Like with clothes, you kind of, you know, sizing is is such a big thing, but with tan, anybody can buy it. Yeah, exactly. And what is it, do you think, about L Effect that stands out from other tans on the market? Um, I think, number one, the smell. So Mm -hmm. we have actually created a tan that's got quite a high percentage of um, essential rose oil in it. So instead of masking a scent, masking, you know, the smell of, of the fake tan, we've actually added in an ingredient that makes the tan better, but also gives us this fragrance of rose. So it's not masking a yucky smell. It's actually, that's the smell of the tan because it's got an essential rose oil in it. So So I think that, yeah, it's such a good smell. And right back at the beginning, I actually did a test group with a whole lot of guys and I poured, you know, five different tans into five unlabeled bottles, Mm -hmm. passed them around and everybody smelt them and you didn't realize how toxic the other tans smelt until you smelt the L effect next to those tans. It's funny when you take all the bells and whistles away when you've just got scent that that it really stands out to you. So I think one of our big, big um, things that makes the L effect different is the smell, Mm -hmm. but it's also the color we make one color that's universal and the whole thing about our 
application is that you can build your color and you can build the depth of color. Mm-hmm. So I think that makes it really easy for the customer because that way they're not going, am I light to medium, medium to dark? You literally can just buy that one color and then build it to your desired effect. And my sister is somebody that is quite fair in the skin and had always struggled with finding a self-tanner that worked on her skin because she was so fair. Where right. I had I had quite, I, I mean, I was kind of a little bit more olive than her. So when I'd wear a tan and it looked different than it did on her, than it did on me. And when yeah. I was trialing the effect and going through the different formulations, I'd always try it on her because I wanted somebody that was fair to be able to still wear the same tan that I could wear, but yeah. just how many coats you wanted to do. Yeah. So yeah, I think the color and the smell are a really big thing with our, our tan. Totally. I can't get over the smell. It smells incredible. And I'm a massive fan of like roses. Like it's my favorite yeah. scent, favorite flower. So, oh, it's perfect for me. It's That's perfect for you. It really <laughs> is. I was like, oh my God, you're joking. It was fantastic. Yeah, but, I, but I have to say it doesn't smell artificial to you, No, does it, it doesn't. It doesn't Not at like all. A fake rose smell, which was really important to me yeah. because rose can smell quite soapy. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted to stay away from that soap smell. Yeah. You know what I mean? It needed to smell like a rose, yeah. and, and that it does. And it's not like that kind of sickening smell as well. You know that really no, sweet. No, it's not too sick- sweet. Yeah, yeah, no. It's and that's the thing. It's, it was such a fine line with the right amount of you know scent, and then for the tan to still work. You know, like you still want to be able to put it on and it smell good, but it also mm. still work as a self tanner yeah. because that's what it is. Yeah. And so, how many coats do you do? Just wanting to know. So I do just for, it's just for everybody's <laughs> information. I do on on any given week. I mm-hmm. do two coats, but okay. if I am shooting something like swimwear or I've got an event where I need to, like when I shot the Billabong campaign in Hawaii, I did mm-hmm. three three coats, okay. which I was I was really dark, but I loved it. Yeah, but that that was three solid coats. But two is what I normally do, okay. and then I top up on my face every three days. I right. do just a light coat because I find that your face fades a lot quicker than your body it because does. you're washing it. You yeah. know what I mean? You're removing your makeup, mm-hmm. all of that jazz. Yeah. And so how it, long yeah. do you do you have it on for? I love to sleep in it. Okay, I love to yep. roast. I like to think of myself as like I'm basting in my tan. Oh, so, yeah. Love that. <laughs> yeah. I go eight hours. So yep. I go eight hours. But then I have been known if I've got an event or something, I can put it on. And the minimum I always advise is four hours before okay. you can wash off mm-hmm. because you'll get a, that developed color. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. I love I sleeping. The ease of it. Yeah. See, I just like the – also with our formulation, it's not sticky. So it dries super quick on your skin, which yeah. means that you can put your clothes on and you can sleep and you're not sticky. Yeah, that's oh, that's so important because there's nothing worse than being no. sticky, feeling just overly sticky no. and fake tan. You're like, I can't move. No, no, it's not good. <laughs> it's no. not. And so L Effect recently launched in Mecca Maxima. Congratulations. Yay. That's incredible. So what's Thank it like you. having your product stocked in a beauty junkie's paradise like Mecca? Yeah, Um. Do you know what? It was amazing. It it was also just back to business. We Becca approached us when we launched a year ago about um stocking in the store and it, it was something really exciting and I was really grateful that they'd even noticed me in in the world of beauty, but it wasn't right for my brand because Mm -hmm. I was so new. I wanted to hear what the customer had to say. I wanted to change things. 
that weren't right. And funnily enough, it was nothing to do with the formulation. It was more to do with the packaging. I originally had all of my um, how-to steps on the back of the bag that the tan came in, not on the back of the bottle because it allowed the bottle to look more aesthetically pleasing um, with less kind of copy on it. But what I realized was as soon as you take that bottle out of the bag, you kind of don't have the bag with you in the bathroom when you're applying the tan. So I updated all of my labels to have the how-tos on the back of the labels. I changed the pressure of the pumps so that they travel a lot better. So when I entered into Mecca in February of this year, it was really exciting because I knew that I was giving them the best possible version of that product. Mm -hmm. And the formulation didn't change, but it was the packaging. So I'm super excited to see it on the shelf, but it be that version that kind of can't be faulted. Do you know what I mean? And even back to the application mitt, I started the process with one mitt that I had designed. And I just realized that, you know, again, having such an, um, active community, they gave me feedback on that mitt. And, you know, a lot of girls had their husbands or boyfriends putting, applying their tan to their back, mm-hmm. which meant the guys couldn't fit their hands in the original mitt. Oh, and yeah, then, you know, the stitching on a couple of the mitts came undone. And I hated that because yeah. I hated when people said they were getting a little bit of tan on their fingers. So oh, I went back right. to the drawing board and worked with the manufacturer on getting a more luxe mitt and I never thought going into it that the mitt played such a huge part of the process and you know I'm happily can say now that that mitt that we've just reintroduced back onto the site and into Mecca is the best mitt you know what I mean it's got a it's got a thumb hole it's bigger it's Mm -hmm. um it's just a lot easier to use. You can wash it and hang it up in the shower. So yeah, so going into Mecca was a real process, but I knew, you know, there's no kind of words to describe how proud I feel seeing that tan on that shelf in that store, even on the website. It's a yeah. real pinchy moment. Oh, and it looks I've been, great. Oh, thank you. I've been a Mecca fan since day dot. Yeah. I remember going into the meetings with um with all of the amazing women that work for the company and saying I used to buy the lip venom from Mecca oh, you know, right. 10, 10, 12 years ago. My mom and my mom used to buy me lip venom and it was just I just Mecca was just this amazing, amazing world of the best of the best. And now to have my product there and, and have those the amazing staff that work for the brand support, you know, my L effect is so cool. It's oh, a, yeah. it's a real achievement. Oh, yeah. totally. Like it's just it's so amazing and it's so good that you were able to take the time to create something that you were really yeah. proud of to put on the shelves at Mecca. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think that kind of goes back to what I said before. It is about taking the time, you know what I mean? Yeah. Don't don't, don't like try to get it all done at once. Like it was really important that I launched just online at lfx.com and mm-hmm. then you know, rode the wave of that journey yeah. to get that best possible product on the shelf at Mecca. And that's so good. Like it just kind of, it just proves like how hardworking you are and just how much you actually really care about putting a good product out there. And, but also getting Thank genuine you. feedback for your own. Oh yeah. yeah. There was some, there were some comments that came across about that mint and I was like, I don't want to reply to you. Oh. I really let you down. But I replied and I yeah. sucked it up because I was like, you know what, this is what's actually going to make this better is listening. And it was the same with the instructions on the back of the, um, the bottle to the bag. Like, I personally thought they looked better vice versa, but Mm -hmm. when it came to function, it didn't work. Right. You know what I mean? And then also, you know, um, the Elephant Tan is actually vegan 
and paraben and sulfate-free. And these were things I knew, but I didn't realize that they were things, I mean, it was on the back of the bottle, it was in the fine print, but Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that this was a real selling point to the consumer. So I went back again and redid my labels after I added the steps. And now those things are called out on the front of the bottle. You know what I mean? So it's a real, um, it's a real process. And I'm sure there's other things that we can do, you know, moving forward. But Right now, we're in a really good place with with that bottle. Oh, that's lovely. Congrats. It's so cool. (laughs) If you don't realize it all comes down to it's the tiniest little thing. Yeah. Oh, it's always, it always is, isn't it? But those are the things that will change. The Chan works. The Chan's amazing. (laughs) The formula, formula, we've done, made the formula. (laughs) You're like, I know. We've done it. But it's the the bloody text on the bottle (laughs) was what stopped us. Oh, but it's so good that you were able to pick up on those things and obviously take on the feedback and be like, Look, I'm actually going to make this better. Yeah, and you learn. You know, we've we're, we've got um, a few more products coming out in the next oh. few months. And, yeah, oh. and um, but everything's been put into practice that we learnt with the first um, the first round. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you learn. You always learn. Yeah, it's not your first rodeo anymore. Lord no, no, <laughs> unfortunately not. <laughs> and so you're also going to be at Mecca Land. Yes, which I, I missed it last year because I was in LA and right. I have literally heard about it probably every day since. So I'm <laughs> so excited to be part oh, of it this year. That's awesome. That's so exciting. Yes, yes, oh, yes. Makeup heaven. Excited. I know. I keep oh. um, looking at the hashtags on Instagram, oh, seeing yeah. all the videos from last year. Oh, it just looks like, looks like Wonderland for it adults. It really does. Yeah, I, yeah. I missed out last year. I think I had oh, work or something. Yeah. So I'm just like, yeah. oh my God, I need to go. It looks it just looked so good last year. I'm like, oh, how did I miss out on this? I know. And it's really good that it's over three days. So oh, I feel perfect, like it'll yeah. be, um, you know, like it'll be kind of like every day will get better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So good. I'm so excited. I'm so excited that you're going to be there. That's awesome. I know. <laughs> I um, I'm, And it's also the people. I think it's a really amazing group of people that are going to be there. I was going through the list the other day and the, the just the talent and, you know, the the people that are actually taking the stages and doing the masterclasses and and all of that is it's They've really got the best in the business going. Oh, yeah. And it's perfect for any, you know, beauty junkie because it's literally everyone that you want to see. we all are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. all are beauty junkies. Yeah. I live and breathe (laughs) beauty. I really do. (laughs) I wake up and I think about beauty. (laughs) I know. Isn't it funny? It's quite – I know. I wonder what it is. I think we're all probably like, we're all like artists waiting to break out. I know. You can do it to yourself, which is even better. Yeah. I think it's like when I think about kind of how obsessed I am with like makeup and beauty and everything, I'm like, it's kind of like when I was a kid and I was just excited to go up the road to the shop to get a whole bag of lollies for like a dollar. (laughs) And it's like, but now instead of lollies, I just want beauty products. And that's what I'm excited for. (laughs) I love what I do is when I get a new product. For some reason, for the first like two months, I continually put it back in its original packaging. Oh like yes. This morning, I like pulled out a Gucci, a Western Atelier highlighter, which is amazing. Oh you yeah, try right. it. okay. But I pulled it out for the last month. I have been pulling it out of the cardboard box and then the wrapping inside, using it oh and putting it back in the plastic, back in the cardboard box, yeah. back in the packaging. Yeah. Because I'm like, it's so pretty. It just oh, needs to like stay in its packaging. And I'm like, oh, you'd probably shave off a good 10 minutes if you just put it back, <laughs> put it, in, like took it out and just like came to terms with the fact that you're using this on a daily basis. <laughs> 
I'm the same. I've had to be so brutal with all the boxes. I'm like, no, I need to unbox everything. I would keep everything and like also with perfumes, how it would have those kind of layers that you have to unfold. I would do, I was so bad with that. Which is really funny because with the L effect, I, um, I've really tried to look at the best possible options for the environment. Yeah. So we send all of our tan out in compost bags, which are made from pretty much compost. Do you know what I mean? It's all sustainable um, sourced resources that can make up and and it's all biodegradable. So cool. It was really funny when I was kind of doing it. I was like, I want all these bells and whistles, but the bells and whistles are actually – you know, adding to the environment of, yeah. of just overuse, pro- you know, like single-use products and just adding to landfill. Yeah. So I've really stripped back on um, my packaging, which was really exciting on one hand, but super risky on the other because, you know, like you and I just said, being a beauty junkie, you actually kind of, part of the experience is all of that packaging. So we've been really conscious as a business to see how we can do it and not make a giant footprint you know, in in the world of waste. Yeah, and I think it's definitely heading that way. A lot of brands are starting to recognise that and really start to take that on board, which is awesome because, you know, there's a lot of people that really live by that real real strict, I guess, um, environmentally friendly way of life. And and I guess for them, it's important for them to purchase a product that they can, you know, know and not have that guilty conscience about it as well. Oh, 100%. And I also just think if you're a brand creating something, if you can be on the floor, front of making that change that when everybody else catches up mm-hmm. you're already there oh yeah you know what I mean like you've yeah. already worked it out so yeah. it's it's actually um it's a really good place to be yeah saves money as well saves time yeah by doing it first yeah. yeah yeah and so another exciting thing that you have coming up that I saw on your social media you have another billabong you know I'm like what are you doing <laughs> I was like, what are you up? I was like, what am I doing and where am I supposed to be? <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so funny. Um, so you have another Billabong collaboration coming up. Yes. <gasps> Yay. What can you tell us about that? What I can tell you, so this will be season three, not mm-hmm. to steal from Yeezy, but this will be my third <laughs> collab. Um, I'm so excited oh, and yay. it's just, I love working with the Billabong Australia team. Mm-hmm. They just get me and they have allowed me, they've taken risks with the ranges that I've done previously and we've seen, you know, huge success, you know, with um, with the drops and, and I just love working with them. And this range I am so excited about oh. to the point that it's like I went and looked at my first range of samples last week and I dragged my sister and her best friend along because I wanted their opinion. <laughs> and I was like wanting to steal the samples and wear them now. <laughs> They're so good. Oh, um, awesome. It's really me. Like yeah. it's 100% true L Ferguson. And I think that's what's so cool because like my last range we kind of did where we really focused in on the color palette and mm-hmm. all about pastels and white. And then the first one was, the first drop was really about the one L dress, but this range is really about me Perfect. and my favorites in my wardrobe. And like, I just can't wait for it to all come together. So oh, we're currently awesome. trying to work out where we're going to shoot it. But also exciting because Billabong do such epic um, creatives. So I'm excited to see where we take this um, this collection because last yeah. year we shot in Palm Springs, which yeah. was the first time Billabong had kind of shot a collection where it wasn't focused around water. 
right. which was really um really interesting because it I mean you know it's a surf company and it, yeah. it normally is all around the ocean or water and yep. we didn't have any water in any of our our campaign imagery which was super cool and so, the images were amazing so, yes I, you know what's funny about that I fell into a cactus while oh my doing God. it and Did I still really? got the cactus bits in my hand oh my and God I went to, that's a year later a year later oh. I still got them in my hands and I went to the doctors and I was like please help me and so now I just keep looking at my hands and looking at these cactus oh my yeah, that's what terrible. you do. The oh. love of it. Oh my god, you poor thing. So if Jeez. anybody sees me with these things on my hands, they're, they're like cactus. <laughs> I don't even know what they are called. Terrible. Yeah, you, it's interesting. You could say you're cactus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh god. Well, I'm no. I'm really excited about the Billabong collection because I picked up a piece Yay. I really wanted from your last one. Oh, and which it, one did you get? Um, I got like the little um place. It's like a safari looking. Oh yeah, um, I love that. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And it was really funny. It was it was one of my friend's birthdays, I think, two weekends ago. And um, I rocked oh, yeah. up and she was like, oh, my God, I love your outfit. Where's it from? I'm like, oh, it's Elle Ferguson with Billabong. And she's like, oh, my God, so is mine. <laughs> and we were like, what? I love that. And then I, I, I tagged you. That. You actually replied. Yes, I, I showed you the yes, photo. It was hilarious. It wasn't planned. I'm always like, it's so <laughs> great when I see people wearing it, especially when you guys wear it the way how I see it in my head. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's really cool. Oh, that's oh, so lovely. good. It was really funny. We're it's, like, oh my God, we're like super fans right now. I Look at us. <laughs> we're like the campaign. I love that. Yes. <laughs> so we're really that's excited. <laughs> yeah, no, you will be. It's really, um, yeah. Look, I can't wait because it's just, it, yeah. I mean, we saw the first round of samples last week and all of them exceeded what I thought they would look like. So I think it's just going to get better and better and better. So cool. And so what's coming up next for you? Anything exciting on the horizon? Yes, there is always something exciting Mm -hmm. going on Mm -hmm. in this little world of mine. I am, I think I'm jetting off to LA on Tuesday, which I'm just trying to, yeah, finalize where I am shooting a campaign with an amazing brand that I'm sure I will announce shortly. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's super amazing. And then we, as I mentioned before, we are launching a couple of new products for Elefect over the next six months, which is also amazing because that means we can just grow that brand, which is super exciting for us because it's we've just seen the success in the tan and, you know, my audience is just kind of, you know, begging for the next um, product. So that's going to be super, super exciting. Um, Hopefully somewhere in, in the next, you know, six to twelve, I'll be getting married. Which oh will my also be god! Super exciting. Yay! I'm so excited yeah. for you. That's that too. Ooh. That's going to be exciting. But yeah, look, I am um, the Billabong thing is going to be amazing. I I think what's so cool about the journey that I'm on now is is that you actually don't know what you, what the next op- amazing opportunity is going to be. Yeah. You know, like that's what's so. You know, on one hand, it's it's scary, but then on the other hand, it's it's really exciting to be able to not know what's coming up and what opportunities Mm -hmm. are there and what people you're going to meet and and what you're going to do. So right now I'm just in the process of saying yes and going for it. Oh, that's great. It's so exciting. What an exciting life, honestly. It is. We say that, but then when I think about the the seven suitcases I'm probably going to have to pack, (laughs) I'm a little like, there's a little bit of anxiety that pops in where I'm like, have I got everything back from the dry cleaners? Oh, yeah. As long 
one of that curling ones, the tan and my Lucas Porpora. Oh, oh you'll be there, fine. fine. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I thought I would end on a few random questions. Yeah. So, okay. So, number one, if you could have a world record for anything, what would it be? Oh <laughs> a world record for yeah. anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good one. I've never been asked this Oh, before. there you go. <laughs> a world record for anything. <laughs> Raising enough money to cure cancer. Oh, lovely. Yeah, love that. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Great answer. And this, I assume this is going to be pretty hard. <laughs> um, would, really? Yeah. Would you rather never wear denim shorts again or oh never curl your hair again? Oh, my God. This is so, that's like <laughs> a mean question. I'm sorry. I had to do it. If I never curled my hair again, could have I got a perm before? Or I could never curl my hair again. Like, can I, like, prep myself before? Or is it, like, I literally have to wake up tomorrow morning and I can't do either? Probably, yeah, I'd say you can't, you wake up and you can't do it. (laughs) (laughs) I knew this would be hard on you. I think I'd say, I think I'd say, I think I'm going to say I wouldn't wear denim shorts. Because I think I could get around it. Right. Like, I think I could find a loophole. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, what do you classify as denim? Oh, true. Like, I feel like I could do like a canvas short, mm. pencil short. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I but the hair thing, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. You need the tong. You need the I need tong. the tong in my yeah. And finally, describe your life using one word. Oh gosh. <laughs> um grateful. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. Very yeah. cute. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Good answer. Go with that. Yeah. Thank you. Good answer. They were hard. Oh, I'm sorry. I knew I had to no. throw a couple of hard ones in there for you. Bit of fun. They make you think. <laughs> yeah. They make you think and you're like, okay. Yeah. They were great. Good I, work on oh, that one. Oh, thank Good you. Work. I knew I knew the <laughs> denim shorts and the curling would, would get you. I know. <laughs> I had to I do it. Like, I know. I really had to think about it too. <laughs> and you know the only reason I'm saying the curling one? Because I wore my hair straight in New York one day. Oh. And everybody was like, it looks fabulous. And then I got the photos back and I was like, I could never wear my head straight <laughs> ever again. Oh that my is God. why the curling one is at the top of the list. Yeah, right. You've had that experience and you're like, never again. I was like, that's not me. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest, I probably wouldn't even know you without, you know, curled hair. It's weird. So. Yeah. It's weird. It's, it's weird. Thing. It's not right. It just doesn't it doesn't feel right. I need a little bit of a crazy curl going oh, on. Oh, and we all love that. It's the totally. elephant, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> You've got to think Carrie had her curls and sex in the exactly. city. She was always the cool one. Oh yeah. Oh, she was she was hands down the coolest one. Yeah, she kinda of lost it in the movies, but she had yeah. it in the series. Oh yeah, and that's the main thing. <laughs> Totally. Well, <laughs> Elle, you have been so amazing. I honestly can't oh, thank, thank you, you enough for coming on. I really appreciate Yay. the time. It was so good to chat to you. Thank you so much for having me. What an amazing afternoon. Oh, yeah. have a chat with a new girlfriend. Oh, Yay. perfect. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> no worries, Elle. Fashion Avenue is a Hit Network original podcast produced at Hit 105 Studios in Brisbane. Created, produced, and hosted by Amber Lowther. Check out fashion-avenue.co and our Instagram at Fashion Avenue Podcast. Editorial support provided by Tegan Sides. Executive producers are Scott McDonald and Matthew Eggleston. For more great audio storytelling, head to hit.com.au and most importantly, don't forget to subscribe. <laughs>